I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese, and returning for a second straight episode, Aaron Rosa. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, wait, no, that was the wrong one. Hold on, hold on. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> you should be happy. That's pretty impressive. I know. Well, how does it feel? How does it feel to be back? I understand. Sorry, this is... <laughs> all right, all right, I won't do that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we watched uh, Zack Snyder's uh, 2004, his remake of uh, the original Dawn of the Dead film. And uh, it's always been one of my favorites. And watching it again uh, with you guys just uh, reminded me about how much I love this film. Uh, it's really one of, the, one of my favorite horror movies, if not my favorite... I, I I don't know like when we did our horror list like a month ago or whatever. I don't remember if I for, like somehow forgot about it and left right. it off my right. left uh, left it off my list. Um, but if I did, then I was that was a huge mistake because it probably would be number one. Like th- that movie got me into zombies. I wasn't really into zombies before that, and. Like, one could even argue it's Zack Snyder's best film. That's how good it is. It's way too good to be a zombie movie. I know we're going to talk about it more when we get into the actual movie, but how yeah. far removed is this from Breaking Bad? Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Excuse Bad. Excuse me. What the fuck? The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead? Like, this how was many years? Five years before The Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And two years after, 28 Days Later... Which that was like the first big movie that had like fast zombie, you know, like where every zombie's like sprinting towards you. Watching this tonight really, it made me fall in love with this movie all over again. Yeah. I forgot how much I loved this the first time. Yeah. I've probably seen it like 10 or so times because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I bought the DVD when it came out. So yeah. But anyways, happy Halloween, everyone. This is our Halloween episode and. We said we were going to do a classic horror film. We got a lot of suggestions. And uh, at the end of the day, I just somehow I remembered this movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do this because I fucking love this movie. But we're going to get into it later. Uh, First, we have to discuss the news and rumors, a.k.a. the Hollywood hogwash. And uh, this is wonderful news. For DC, this is wonderful news for anyone that loves superheroes, especially Batman and Superman. But DC's been looking for a new head, you know, like they've been looking for their own Kevin Feige to finally make some good DC EU films. And they fucking got James Gunn. James Gunn is the new co-chairman and co-CEO of DC Studios. Uh, he's doing it with uh, Peter Safran, who produced Aquaman and Shazam. Okay. He's the other co-chairman, co-CEO. Shazam was fine. Uh, he's not a director. He's just a producer. So, <clears throat> I mean, James Gunn is the big deal here. Yeah. I mean, stealing away from Marvel. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the, the last Suicide Squad was great. Peacemaker. 
Holy amazing. shit. Peacemaker, amazing. <laughs> maybe Peacemaker is going to get a bigger role inside the DECU. Uh, maybe. That would be amazing. DCEU, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the Detective Extended Comics universe. Thank no, you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Gunn said that Kevin Feige was the first, first, first person he told, and uh, the second person was John Cena, Peacemaker himself, so... Yeah, I'm sure they're both very happy about that. And, and it, even Kevin Feige was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what James Gunn does. Like, you know, that's cool. No, it's it's really exciting that they have a direction. For so long, they had been directionless, and they had went through so many people, like, have been rumored, and then they were like, meh, no, we can't do it. We're going to pass on you. Or other people had conflicts of interest. They actually have a direction and I think this is going to be a great way for DC in the future, you know? This is better than any of the rumors that were mentioned before because James Gunn was never mentioned right. as a rumor right. to be the head of DC. So, yeah, uh, really looking forward to that. He, he responded to a few fans on Twitter. They were like, oh, man, well, I like that you're doing this, but it sucks that you're not going to be directing movies anymore. And he's like, that's not the case. No. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to be directing, like, the best ones. Yeah, he would hope, you know, like... No, this is great. This is exactly what the problem has been because when you go to see Marvel movies, some might complain that a lot of them feel the same, but yeah. a mm -hmm. lot of people would say, that's, what, that's why Marvel's been so successful. You know what to expect from a Marvel movie. They all have a feel to them, and why is that? You've got Kevin Feige making sure that they all feel like a Marvel movie. The DC movies... Okay, Man of Steel, yeah. Wonder Woman, all of those, do any of them feel the same at all? No, Aquaman, no. no, they all feel completely disjointed. They were right. good in their own way, but. Well, that's what's, yeah, like the thing about Marvel is all the movies, like it builds up to one major Avengers film. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like how all, you know, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, all those built up to an Avengers film. And like Wonder Woman and Man of Steel, uh, they didn't, they did not do that. Like they had, they had the Batman versus Superman movie, but it really didn't connect the dots. They tried to with like, oh, look, Bruce Wayne is mad because Superman fucked up the entire city, but it didn't. You know, we all know how that fucking movie went, Martha. Um, exactly. And then they made a Justice League movie where like we didn't even meet any of the people until the until it was the Justice League movie. Like all we saw were like these YouTube clips of them. In the Batman versus Superman movie. Right. And I was telling Aaron the other day, you know, I, I was, I wasn't really excited about the Superman reveal in, um, well, hold on a minute. We're like a week after Black Adam. Not I, everyone's seen it. I didn't say Black Adam. Oh, well, then what? The Superman reveal in uh, what What movie came out? I think everyone what knows. What other movie came I out, Josh? I think everyone knows that Superman ends up in the in the movie. Didn't we literally talk about this in yeah, last Yeah, the, the people no. that saw the movie. No, but it's yeah. it's one of the biggest things on the internet. Everyone knows it came out. Anyways, what I was saying was is that I was really disappointed in in the cameo mm -hmm. but i'm really excited about it now because there is a direction you feel like there is a direction with these guys coming aboard wait wait, wait. i was not excited because i had no idea where superman was going where what well, you just said his name again where who was going josh no one no say his name it's all right <laughs> Thank I you. might have to go back and bleep this. I don't want to get shit from our fans. Some of them haven't seen Black Adam yet. Maybe you should bleep it. Uh, it almost is common knowledge, though. That's true. But 
But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited now. I haven't really been excited for DC movies uh, in a long time. Yeah. So this is uh, this is great news. Black I love Adam it. restored a little bit of faith, and now you're getting a lot more now with Peter uh, Peter Gunn with James Gunn. <laughs> I combine the names James yeah. Gunn and Peter uh, Schrager. Peter Schrader. Schrader. Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad. What's his name? Shrafan? No, no, just shut up. Just stop. Why would you try to pronounce a name that you can't pronounce? I was close. You didn't even know what the guy's name was. You said like a completely different word. All right, so uh, speaking of James Gunn or Peter Gunn, however you... uh... Peter Gunn. (laughs) So, yeah, speaking of James Gunn, they released the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Uh, We just watched it again before we came up here, and it looks hilarious. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know how long it is. I can't imagine it's that long. I would guess like it's 30 minutes or something. Yeah. But uh, Groot is all grown up, so I guess he'll be all grown Or at least he's like a young adult, I guess, because he's not as big as he was in the original Guardians Mm -hmm. of the Galaxy movie, but... Right. Uh, that's interesting. And then, yeah, we see like Drax and Mantis kidnap Kevin Bacon because <laughs> they the, want to cheer up. Uh, and the best part of the trailer was and introducing Kevin Bacon. Introducing Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, they're doing that to cheer up uh, Star-Lord. So that's pretty cool. It was funny seeing him jump the fences as Kevin Bacon was running away. Um, but I thought I saw it was a series. So I wonder if it's going to be maybe a limited series, like maybe a, an episode or two long or something like that. An episode or... Oh, is that what you saw? I thought I saw it was a series. I don't know about that. Hmm. That doesn't seem. It like seems like it's series. just like going to be a one-off thing. It this just says TV special. It does not say series. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't see the length on IMDb or anything. But it comes out November twenty-fifth. Oh. And then I imagine like the Guardians trailer isn't that far away. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe the Super Bowl they'll show it. Because when does Guardians come out? May, I think. Or maybe during Black Panther. Guardians 3. Because Black Panther comes out in, what, two weeks? Yeah. So maybe we might get a little... I don't think they're going to show the trailer before the holiday special because obviously the movie's after the holiday special. Mm. So I think... And they don't release trailers like, uh, you know, like they, they usually release it like just a few months before the movie comes out now. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. They also released the uh, trailer for Ant-Man and Wasp in Quantumania. And uh, I'm very interested in that as well. It's kind of funny how, like, every MCU multiverse movie, someone does something really stupid. And then that, like, (laughs) that fucks everything up. Like in Spider-Man, it's like, whoa, what about that? And they're like, oh, no, you fucked it up. And they're all flying around and then... In Multiverse of Madness, you know, Wanda fucks up everything. And then and then in this one, it's uh, Ant-Man's daughter. That's like, look, I made this new thing. And then Michelle Pfeiffer's like, no, you stupid bitch. Ah! Why are you trying to contact them? No. Yeah. But uh, we see Bill Murray. He has a cameo. We heard that he was going to be in the movie months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be cool seeing a different like Kang in every movie because if you've seen Loki, this is a different Kang than from Loki, obviously. And maybe they, maybe this Kang dies in this one and then in the next MCU movie, you know. Well, it seems like there was two different versions of Kang in this movie, too. There was? Well, you had Kang uh, as Jonathan, uh, John, well, you know, Kang without his stuff on, I guess. Yeah. And then you also saw Kang on that platform coming down. Yeah, but how and do you know it's the blue Kang? Well, maybe just change clothes? Maybe, but I mean, that's one, possible. Was, one was blue and one was one was black. 
What, his clothes? No, he was blue. He had blue face. He had a blue face? Yes. I didn't really notice that. Yeah. Did you notice a blue face? I didn't see that. I'm, I'm telling you, I've watched it a couple times. Okay, well, but, I don't, I don't, you know, that's certainly possible. We're going to see a lot of Kangs, so maybe there's a few Kangs in this movie. Not only that, like, some of the creatures inside quant the quantum realm, they looked really cool. Yeah. They had that one that kind of looked like a flashlight, but a human. Right. That was kind of neat. Yeah. So when does that come out? Um, that's like March, February right? 17th. Oh, February, okay. Uh, so yeah, we didn't get to see Modoc in this movie or in this trailer, I imagine, because you know they got to save some stuff for the eventual movie. Uh -huh. You want it to be a surprise. Uh, one of the things I saw um, leading up to the trailer was William Jackson Harper. I don't know if you know who that is. No. He plays in. Uh, he has a, a starring role in the main cast for The Good Place. He's been cast in an un, um, undisclosed role. What's his name? William Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper. Yeah, he's he's in an undisclosed role for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And okay. some, some people are speculating this could be uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I don't it know. Feels it's like speculation, it's too early. of course. The Fantastic Four movie is like a few years away, I think. Yeah. I think it's like 2025. Uh, at the earliest, it's 2024. That seems like it would be way early for that. Sure. Never know. But, I mean, speculation is going to run rampant, especially now that you're in the quantum realm. Yeah. And, you know, now, the you know, the worlds or the universes are starting to blend. You know, you're going to see anybody and everyone. Maybe we might finally get that Tom Cruise uh, Iron Man. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. They literally said that was just a rumor that was completely right. made up. But then again, so was the uh, so was the Mister Fantastic um, thing in uh, Doctor Strange. John Krasinski. They, yeah. they admitted they were like, yeah, no, that was a, an internet rumor, and we were like, well, let's try to do it. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm talking about right. with when like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield came back. Like it started as an, a fucking internet rumor, and they were like, well, they could, it seems like they want it, so we might as well try to do it. So never know. Yeah, it looks interesting. Also, uh, Deadline reports that Paul Bettany is set to star in an upcoming Disney Plus series called Vision Quest. So for all you Vision, for all you Vision fans out there, he's yes. back. Yes. Yeah, you're in for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, no one really ever dies in the MCU. And if you watch WandaVision, that I guess this is about White Vision. Oh. And I mean, it has to right. be. Yeah, That's white vision. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be about, obviously. No clue. Yeah. Not sure how that's going to tie in with, with anything else. But No, and when does it even come out? There's so many things they have to get to before then. Yeah. Interesting. So that could be way far away. Yeah, I and, mean, Paul uh, one of those guys that if he's back and he's vision, who gives a fuck? It's going to be good. All right, maybe. And maybe Wanda's still alive, so... She can have her white vision. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. I won't be evil anymore. Yeah. Let's make some fake kids. Oh, so sad. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Deadline's also reporting that uh, Venom 3 will be directed by Kelly Marcel, who wrote the previous two shitty Venom movies. So full excitement? No, not at all. Not at all. I don't even know if I'm going to see this fucking thing. Because, again, Let There Be Carnage was the most disappointing movie I've seen in a very long time. 
I still haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I know you hated the second one, but did you not even like the first one at all? Not even not, a little? Not really. Not really? No. Because you know how, like, you love the Punisher show so much that if they, right. like, change anything, like, in the movies or the TV show, like, it irks you? I get super angry, yeah. I mean, they, they okay. completely changed what the symbiote is. Well, right. Complete. Okay. The symbiote doesn't talk. It doesn't talk. It doesn't have its own fucking personality where it talks. Now, yes, when Eddie has the symbiote, he's, we are Venom! But, like, no, like, the symbiote is not like a fucking drunk college guy, which is, like, what he acts like. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I mean, you never saw the second one, right? Still no. Yeah, I mean, Me they, they I mean, it just, it was... I was gonna. Uh, that was our first ever Hollywood Hogwash podcast, was I, reviewing that movie. I was gonna, but you shit on it so hard, I was like... Mm. No one should see it. So I'm not looking forward to Venom three. Who would even who would even be the villain? You already like you did Carnage. Like you can't go anywhere after that. And you butchered Carnage. You got Woody Harrelson and you you cheesed him out. His motivation in that movie was to get married. <laughs> that was his motivation. Was it really? Yes. He wanted to get married. Oh, it was so bad. So yeah, they were like, oh, those two movies sucked. Let's get the same woman that wrote those movies and then we'll let her also direct it now. And, it's, and the excuse is, well, the Venom movies made over a billion dollars, but anyone could write a shitty Venom movie and people will go see it because it's Venom. He's one of the most popular comic book characters on the planet. And he, everyone's going to go see Venom, just like everyone's going to go see a Spider-Man movie no matter what. So... Yeah, I don't I don't like this. I hope like at some point, you know, they get to fix it. I mean, they teased it at the end of uh what No Way Home that they're bringing the symbiote into the MCU, so maybe they could do it right this time in the MCU. But no, Sony just fucks everything up. I was trying to find the rumor um but I could have swore I saw this week cuz I saw the Venom 3 news. Um but I swore I saw that uh Morbius was Supposedly supposed to be uh, in Venom Three, well, which I think would be weird. Well, no, but that's but I what guess they've been fits. trying to do. They've been trying to tie all these all these villain movies together. That's why Vulture showed up at the end of Mor Morbius. They're gonna do the stupid Craven movie, and probably Morbius and Vulture are gonna show up and be like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" And Craven's like, "Oh, cool, yeah." And then Venom will get involved somehow. And they're like, hey, look, we made our own universe. And everyone's like, yeah, but it sucks. It sucks ass. It's, it's worse than the DCEU. It's the B team. No, it's more like the C team. Yeah, it's, the, it's worse than, than the DCEU. Like, they need to get... Sony needs to hire Taika Waititi to fix the Sony universe. <laughs> and in reality, the Sony universe shouldn't even exist. Right. Because they fucked it up so much. Sell all the fucking characters to Marvel or just permanently lend them to them. Yeah, just stop with the Sony stuff. Yeah, it's so fucking terrible. Also, uh, James Cameron recently spoke with the New York Times to trash Marvel and DC films some more. Sure. Uh, the director said, when I look at these big spectacular films, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC. It doesn't matter how old the characters are. They all act like they're in college. They're, they have relationships, but they really don't. They never hang up their spurs because of their kids. Uh, the things that really ground us and give us power, love, and a purpose, those characters don't experience it. And I think that's not the way to make movies. So did he just watch, like, the worst ones? He saw Morbius and was like, yeah. no, no, Marvel sucks. 
No. <laughs> God damn it. No. James Cameron, shut the fuck up. Because, like, did you see Endgame? Because Tony right. hung, hung up it up and he, he did it for five years. And, yes, he came back and made the ultimate sacrifice. But, like, no, there are some really good Marvel and DC films, especially Marvel. But there's some really good superhero movies out there. You're yeah. just seeing the wrong ones or you're just not seeing them and just shitting on them. Thor Love and Thunder. Jane gave it up. Yeah. You know? That's not the best uh, example. Well, I'm just saying. There's you certainly know? better MCU movies, yeah. But there, there's there's heartfelt moments in the universe that he... Oh, absolutely. Like you said, he just, he just I mean, that, Marvel's new thing now is to make us cry in every movie, so... I mean, James, Car James Cameron has just fucking lost it because yeah. this is the guy that made aliens right he gave us terminator 2 and now he's making avatar sequels avatar 2 shut the fuck three, up and make aliens four, 2 and 5 jesus christ <laughs> i get so angry talking about james cameron now because he's wasting all of this time making these shitty sequels nobody wants to see i know oh we're gonna see it all right we're just gonna see it and we're gonna talk about it next uh in a you know in december when it comes out but uh, before we move I don't know on, if it's going to be any good. Since we're talking about James Cameron, uh, make sure you're going to bring a diaper for Avatar 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sources have told The Hollywood Reporter that Avatar 2 will be three hours and ten minutes <sighs> long. Yeah, Fuck I mean, off. he basically confirmed that in other interviews where he was like, oh, don't give me any of this. You know, I, I can't I can't because I have to get up and pee. You got I, I know like these fucking kids today. They, uh, they watch 10 episodes on Netflix in a row. And it's like, yeah, at home yes. where you could pause pee breaks and you can between. get up and pee. <laughs> you want to make Avatar three hours and 10 minutes, then two hours in, just put a 10 minute intermission on the fucking screen. They used to do that in old movies. I've said it on the podcast before. It's a mad, 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 mad world. My mom bought the VHS when I was a child. We popped it in and we're watching the movie and two hours in, there's a 15 intermission that we had to fast forward. Fast, we had to fast forward the intermission because they just took it straight from the film and threw it on a VHS and was like, sell it. And that still probably took five minutes of fast forward. <laughs> it did, yes. Uh, so for comparison, But no, like sake. you could totally do that. Yeah. Put in an intermission. Let us all get up and piss. Well, the problem is with that, Andrew. As soon as you do that, then you're going to let filmmakers go crazy and you're going to get a Zack Snyder five-hour, you know, <laughs> Superman versus Batman movie. They're all, like, turning into French films. Like, they're all five-hour, six-hour. Yeah, that's what it's slowly turning into. Yeah. Can you imagine if The Irishman came out in theaters? <laughs> well, it was available in theaters. Was it really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, three hours and 30 minutes, The Irishman. And you could have cut an hour. Like, that's the thing is now, nowadays, every movie is like two and a half hours. And it doesn't need to be. Like, Thor was a good two hours. You know, that's fine. But like, really, should Thor, like, it doesn't even need to be two hours. You could have cut some stuff. But, but yeah, like, I always bring up the fact that the first Men in Black was 90 minutes. Yeah. And it was fantastic every yes. scene was excellent and you left wanting more not oh that was a little long that's yeah. ex exactly what happened in the movie we watched today i was like holy shit it's over it's over an wow. hour and 40 minutes that's bam it. boom bam it's great yeah go watch the mummy from 99 like hour and a half yeah perfect right but like no movies are an hour and a half anymore like none no new movies i think they need to get a little uh, certain movies need to get get shorter they need to cut some boring deleted scenes that don't really matter yeah 
But yeah, James Cameron, three hours and 10 minutes. And look, I, I want to see the whole movie. I, I like the first Avatar. I, granted, I was 13 years younger. I thought it was beautifully shot. I loved how it looked. Sure. I watched it a couple years ago during like COVID lockdown. And I was like, yeah, this really isn't like, I don't feel the same way about this movie. The dialogue is really cringy at times. And like the plot is just, you know, kind of boring overall, but I like how it looks. I like the action. I don't, I don't know how they're going to make Avatar 2, 3, and 4, and 5 like that much, uh, like improve on it. I don't know. So I've got to ask, the whole thing with Avatar when it came out was everybody saw it in theaters in 3D. Yeah. And everybody was losing their minds. I never saw it in theaters was that the whole appeal? Because so, I only saw it at home. So it was really good in 3D. It was the only 3D movie I saw where it was like, oh, it actually, there actually is like some foreground. Because now when you go see a 3D movie, they literally just convert it, to, convert it to 3D and they just bring the whole picture like 10 feet closer to you. And it's like, well, what does that do? That doesn't do anything. But Avatar, like there was actually like certain things that would be closer to you. Like there was foreground and then like they're walking. So like, it was a cool experience, um, but but it, the 3D thing still give me a headache. So I don't know if I'm going to necessarily... I might see it in 3D. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of the 3D movies myself, personally. I'll probably have to see it twice because this fucking movie's three hours and ten minutes long. And like, there's the no way break. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to have to like pee during the first showing. And then it's like, well, I got to go back and, and pee sooner so I can see that, that spot I missed. We'll see it in two one-and-a-half-hour chunks. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see three hours and ten minutes. Jesus. But all right, let's move on. Um any Witcher fans here? Have any of you watched The Witcher? Yeah. Never seen it. You like, yeah? Yeah. The first two seasons or what? Yeah. It's really good? Netflix, right? It's pretty good. The first season was, I think, better than the second. But okay. Yeah, it's good. So Henry Cavill announced on Instagram that he is stepping away from The Witcher after season three. Um, did they already film season three? Or is he still like have to film it? I don't know. But he's doing the, he's doing the next season. But he said, my journey. And this is when actors like get... A little douchey like this is like a vin diesel post you know like where he's like where he's like Dwayne, you have to come back to the family and Dwayne johnson's like go fuck yourself but cavill said my journey as geralt of revia uh has been filled with both monsters and adventures and alas i will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four that's a little cringy yeah so we were talking earlier about, not to go off the rails here, but you thought that he was stepping away because, okay, there's going to be some Superman shit that he's got to film. Yeah, like they're like, hey, buddy, you're back as Superman. Well, you need, you, you know, we're going right. to basically Michael Keaton you. You're going to be in all the movies. Right. But I've, I've heard some things that apparently the makers of the show have, they don't like the source material and they just want to go off into left field. And yeah. This was apparently all Henry Cavill. He loved the source material. He wanted this. He championed this. Yeah. And apparently now he's like, yeah, these guys don't want to do justice to the source material. And he just wants to walk away is what I've Did heard. they bring in like new people or? I, I don't know. You don't know. So I'm it's sure. like before his character goes off the rails, he just wants to get away from the project kind of thing. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. It's like Michael Keaton after Batman 2 when yeah, they're like, hey, we're going to bring in Joel Schumacher. And he's like, hey, hey, you like these bat nipples? And Michael Keaton's like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm out. 
Because how could be how could he be so into this and so a champion of this and then just suddenly want to walk away? Like it could be the Superman thing, maybe, but. I feel like there's shit going on behind the scenes that he's just, yeah. Not. I mean, that's probably more likely because obviously he, he's going to be able to do other films and stuff. I just thought maybe they're going to be like, all right, you're back as Superman. We gave you like, you know, $100 million. You're going to film a bunch of shit. But yeah, that's that, that seems like more likely the case. He also shared that Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle for season four. Chris Hemsworth's brother. He broke the news himself? A lot less famous. Uh, yeah, Cavill did. <laughs> So, have you seen The Witcher? No. Give us a but little Aaron breakdown. What, it, what yeah. is it? I've never seen it. It's a good. It's it's a little Game of Thrones ish. It's kind of like a swords and medieval kind okay. of magic shit. It's it's fun. It's it's good because the season isn't crazy long. It's not. It's easily digestible. They're short seasons. It's good, compact story. Yeah. So if you like Game of Thrones, you'll probably like The Witcher? Yeah, probably. Okay, maybe I'll have to give it a try. And it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Henry Cavill's attention. Okay. Uh, so moving on, Variety reports that Jeff Goldblum is in talks to play the wizard in John M. Chu's upcoming two-part Wicked movies. So he's playing the Wizard of Oz, I guess. Interesting. I kind of feel like they've done enough Wizard of Oz movies and adaptations. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Goldblum, I'm sure, will be a fun wizard, but I'm probably not going to see this. I didn't see the James Franco one. No. Who's that even for? Who's, yeah, who's, I don't know. Who's wanting a Wizard of Oz reboot? Right. Like that's, another one. I don't know who that's for. It's like how they make a new Robin Hood movie every five years, like a new, and it's like, I think we know the story by now. There's so many different ways that we can tell this story. Yeah. He steals from the rich, he gives to the poor. Yeah, all right. I don't think there's that many ways you can tell. uh, tell And by the way, they made Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's the best one. You know, you can't improve on that. Right. That's hard to argue with. It's such a great movie. We might have to review it one day on here. Because I want to see that again. Well, Goldblum's best uh, best job as a wizard was when he was in uh, Thor. He was that little wizard... uh, he wasn't a wizard. He felt kind of wizardy with the staff and everything. What was he? The, the grand? People? What was his name? The grand marshal? The grand collector? The grand? No, not the collector. No. It. All right. It's, yeah. We might as well not even try. But he wasn't a wizard. He, he was I don't, wizard-ish. I never had. He never had powers. He melted He was just a ruler staff. over a fucking world. He had a wizard staff. Did he use it? Yeah, he melted his cousin or something that like that. That was no, no. Oh god. Yeah. Oh Josh. Yeah. No, he did yes. not. He, he grabbed melted. a gun from his fucking. Like a security person. I thought it was a staff. No, he was not a wizard. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so this is interesting because I I loved the original Saw movies. Really just the first two. Then it got out of hand. But like for some reason, I just couldn't help myself. I had to keep watching all of the sequels. Like if you never saw the original Saw and you know I'm not a big horror guy, the original Saw is awesome. Like, the twist is amazing, and I really like the second one as well. And then after the first two, it's just really not that good anymore. But I kept seeing those shitty movies. The original Jigsaw actor Tobin Bell is returning as John Kramer in a new Saw film. Really? Uh, number 10. This, the 10th Saw begins filming later Holy this month. Shit. And is scheduled to be released on October 27th of next year, which is perfect for our Halloween episode next year. You'll have to make sure to be around, Aaron. Okay. 
Josh is already out. I'm already out next year. It's not <laughs> Saw's never scary. It's just gory. That's it. I've seen zero Saws, and I think I'm gonna go uh, go to my deathbed still seeing zero Josh, Saws. You haven't even no, seen no, the Josh. first Saw. It's no. it's Saw with a W, not an L. Saws. No, it's not better called Saws. I haven't seen any Saws yet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yikes. Ugh, God. Anyways, what do you have, Josh? Uh, well, for people... Maybe you have something that I didn't solve on the internet? Maybe. I yeah. think so. All right. Uh, for people who are a fan of Dodgeball, maybe there's a Dodgeball 2. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Justin... That's not good. Justin <laughs> Long on his podcast called Life is Short. Who? Wait, who did? Justin oh, Long. Oh, Justin Long. Okay. Well, he had like the smallest role in the movie. <laughs> He shared that there is an idea for Dodgeball 2, but it's still a little ways off from happening. Uh, he was talking about uh, he knows how Ben Stiller loves the character Walt so much. Uh, when we got together a few years ago to do a little mini reunion for this charity, Ben put on the mustache, and I remember how happy he was uh, playing Oh, I remember Walt when they did that, yeah. And uh, how much fun that character was. I know that Vince has a great idea for it, and it's just a matter of getting Ben on board. It's been 18 years since the first Dodgeball came out. This never works. Did it work with Anchorman 2? That was only 10 years. Jesus. No. Anchorman I mean, 2 had one good scene. I was just going to say Anchorman 2. Yeah. Anchorman 2 had one good scene. Did it work with Dumb and Dumber when they did it 20 years later? No, it did not work. It, it, this did it work with coming to America too? Oh, Thirty years later, no, no it did not. It was dog shit. I never saw that. Was it really bad? I only saw like thirty minutes because my parents were watching it, and I was just like, I was, oh, it was so painful because the first, I love the first one. Yeah, me too. But no, like none of these work. So I would just say, don't do it. But there's a and way. I'm like, see, that's the thing no, because Josh, if if like I. I that's the thing about this is like I would be excited because it's one of my favorite comedies yes. and it's my favorite Ben Stiller character ever like even more than Zoolander it's White Goodman so like I I would be excited but it's more than likely not going to be good. The only way it works is when you go Top Gun and you make a different movie. You yeah. don't try to get the lightning back in the bottle. I mean, Top Gun's a different story though because like you vastly improved on technology like almost 40 years later. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, now we could do Cop Gun and it's going to be like, look how fucking great it looks. Much better dog But like, fights. it's not like Dodgeball, you're going to improve on anything. You're just throwing Dodgeball. <laughs> like it's a comedy. There's, there's... <sighs> but it could be great. This doesn't really seem like it's going to happen. I feel like though, like Netflix or Amazon would probably give them like $30 million to do it though. For sure. And obviously Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller like want... Uh, to be in a big movie again because they're just not like mm -hmm. their careers, you know, flattened out. But but you get a you, you get a fat white Goodman, right? And he's trying to get back in shape in the good graces of the dodgeball gym, and then he you know gets evil again. I mean, they would just out of the it would just have to be the same movie. Like I challenge you to a dodgeball tournament. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't. It's not. We we know. It's like ninety percent chance. It's not going to be good. Sure, but those characters. Like, let's are just. Awesome. Hey, how about we just watch Dodgeball again? Can we just watch the original again? Let's oh, just shit. do that. Yeah, can we do that next week? Maybe. Oh, yeah. And what else you got? 
Um, well, the Walking Dead spinoff between Rick and Michonne will begin filming in January. Okay, filming. Filming. I, you I'm mentioned this earlier. Yes. And I said, wait, it's coming out in, in, in January? And you said, yup. I, well, I meant filming. That's my bad. Filming. Uh, so Michonne in an interview with Self.com. <laughs> Michonne herself. <laughs> I, I can't pronounce her name. So I, I, have to, I have to call her by Michonne. All right. Uh, she told Self that she's going to be a co-creator along with Scott Gimple in the, oh. in the TV series. Well, see, Scott Gimple, let, let me give you a little history for all you Walking Dead fans out there. Hey, you guys watched it. Mm-hmm. Season one. How was it? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Season 10 10. 2, right? 10 out of 10. Sure. Then season 3, they're like, hey, let's get rid of the showrunner and let's hire Scott Gimple. And that's where the show kind of... It might have been after the first season, but like, yeah, no. I never liked Scott Gimple. He would always be on the Talking Dead after show. Oh. And he was like, yep, yeah, well, I'm a genius. And it's like, no, you suck. It was so much better with the other guy. Oh, Darabont. Um, But yeah. So so not only that, I thought it would be interesting to go over all the different spinoffs that are happening. And I didn't even realize there were that many spinoffs. Yeah. Um. So where is it? I just had every Walking Dead show. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So we obviously got Rick and Michonne. And then we've got Maggie and Neiman. Negan. <laughs> Maggie. Wait, wait. Neiman? Who are? Wow. Is this what you deal with every show? This is what I deal with every show, yes. Negan in a show called Dead City. They're going to be in Manhattan, yeah. Manhattan. Uh, Why would you not get rid of the pop-up so you could actually read what you're looking at? Sorry, there we go. An untitled series starring uh, Daryl. Yeah, so apparently it's not Daryl and Carol anymore. It's just Daryl. So maybe Carol's getting killed off. Oh, no. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, and then you've got another show called Tales of the Walking Dead. Yeah, that already debuted. That came out, Josh, already. That already came out. I'm just going out. over what the list says. Then you've got World Beyond. That already ended, yeah. Okay, okay. The two uh, seasons. Fear. They were like, oh, this show sucks. All right, cancel it. And uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Renewed for an eighth season, eighth yeah. Season. A lot of different, a lot of different things in this universe. I need to get caught up because even though like I really haven't been watching because the show's just not that good anymore. I need to get caught up because I really think Rick is showing up and Michonne for that matter. I think Rick and Michonne are going to show up at the end of uh, like the series finale of The Walking Dead. Do either of you still watch Fear the Walking Dead? No. no I've never seen an episode. I stopped when they rebooted the show. Yeah. I like watched they, they like killed off the main characters. Right. They were and I didn't all like gone it. except for like the idiot daughter. And yeah. then like Morgan showed up and I think I checked out at that point too. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, no, I like the original cast better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they kept a couple people, but but yeah, I, I can't watch six Walking Dead shows. What the fuck do you want from me, people? <laughs> the uh, analogy thing seems cool because every episode's a different like mini story and it's an hour. That's That might be cool to check out. Mm. Um, and like the zombies I've seen in clips are getting smarter finally after 10 years finally using their brain which you would think their brains are deteriorating even more it's been like even on the show it's been 10 years after the time jump but yeah i need to get caught up because if rick shows up at the series finale which i fully expect him to then i want to see that i lost i really lost interest in the walking dead when rick left he's the main character of your show yeah i don't care what you say he's still the main character the first episode was all about him so yeah and even even uh, 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan, when they announced the Negan and Maggie show, he was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to die in the... (laughs) In the show. He's like, I thought that, why would they, spo-? he he even like said like, I don't know why they spoiled it, but I guess I'm not going to die in the show. Josh, do you still watch Walking Dead like up to current? No, what? I checked out uh, maybe a season after Carl died. This is an interesting question is when did people check out on Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for I, real. I checked out after they killed Glenn, Glenn yeah. because... For about ten seconds, I thought, "Oh, they're going to do something interesting, and Glenn's going to live." Um, yeah, yeah. It was his fate. It was inevitable. I was pissed when Carl died because I was like, "You're finally going to have Carl be a leader, and that's going to be interesting seeing a Carl-led group." And then they just fucking killed Carl, and I was like, "I, I." I well, we're going to do I a time up. jump. I give up. So we got to kill all the kids. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there were times where I checked out, but I came back and watched. I have to, I have to get caught up on this, on this last season. But the problem is, like, they it used to be thirteen episodes. The first few seasons were thirteen episodes. It was nice contained. Then the show got too popular, and they're like, "Oh, let's double that number." And it's like that's too many episodes. We don't need twenty fucking two episodes. So I think that's part of the problem as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of boring episodes in between, like the premiere and the finale yeah walking dead they had a good first episode then a good last episode but usually the episodes in the big in the middle are shit pretty boring yeah yeah anything else nope that's all i got all right well then let's talk some 2004 Zack snyder's dawn of the dead um like i don't know it's either this or watchmen like my favorite Zack snyder movies because I love this guy when he first came out. He made this, then he made 300, then he made, made Watchmen. At the time, he was like my fa- one of my favorite directors. This guy is like, this might be a little before your time, but this guy was like John McTiernan in the 80s. He made like Die Hard, and then he just went on this run of making these great movies. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Like, I'm like, how is this the same guy that made Army of the Dead, that Netflix zombie movie with Batista? It was so fucking horrible. Oh, and he the makes, same guy? It's Zack Snyder, the director. Oh, wow. Now, I will say, uh, James Gunn wrote this movie. And I didn't know that until, like, a couple months ago. Because uh, James Gunn is so awesome on Twitter. Because he responds to fans all the time. All the time. And one, one, one person was like, man, I really wish we get to see a James Gunn zombie movie one day. And he's like, I did one. And, like, he showed a picture of Dawn of the Dead. And I was like, oh, my God, he wrote that movie. So it's like, yeah, no wonder this movie's so good. Interesting. And like <clears throat> Zack Snyder, you know, he is a really good director uh, with, you know, cinematography wise, like he he does a good job there. Um, but no, like this is the film that got me into zombie movies. I think the, it this is like one of the best first acts of any movie I've ever seen. It sets up the world so perfectly. Like, you know, first we're in the hospital. It's like, oh, he's in the ICU. And it's like, he's in the ICU for a bite. And it's like, mm, there's the first, you know, uh, concern. And uh, the nurse and her husband, they missed the breaking news because they were too busy fucking in the shower. But Well, that's where technology is a little bit different nowadays. Nowadays, you definitely would have heard it. Your phone would be screaming. You know, you'd be hearing on every single thing. But yeah, because 2004, we didn't have smartphones yet. No, back then you probably could get away with We just like had that. those little shitty uh, cell phones. Yeah. Where, like, the best thing you could do is, like, take a picture of your friend. And, like, when they call you, like, their picture's on your phone. Oh, that's pretty cool. I remember being stoked about that in high school, which was this was the year 
it came out as my senior year. My my thing about the movie is, and I'm I'm still thinking about this now, is that you get the the bite uh, when she's in the hospital, um, you know, talking to the doctor or whatever. Yeah. And you get that thing like maybe there's something going on or whatever. And then I guess maybe the next night is when everything just breaks loose and like it goes from well she was crazy. Yeah, she was working late and then she went home and they fucked in the shower. They went to sleep pretty late but then they wake up and that little neighbor mm-hmm. that little girl zombie fucking chomps his neck off <laughs> but it, it just makes you think like how quickly the world would go to shit i don't know if the world will go to shit no 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 quickly. sprinting zombies everyone would be dead in 24 hours yeah hmm. like there wouldn't be anyone left except for like like the fucking president because they flew him some like you know what I mean like there wouldn't bunker like yeah sprinting zombies that was the there would be no one left that was the whole thing I'm not sure when either of you saw this movie the first time but it was in 2004 okay I don't remember when but before this was 28 days later and that was the first time any of us saw running yeah. that was the scariest shit I had ever seen like right. holy shit. There's not just millions of them but they're sprinting at you yeah Jesus Christ well yeah because I, I remember World War Z. And right. in World War Z, they had the sprinting zombies and they had that scene where they climb over the, you know, they end up doing like the ant wall and they climb over that big wall in Israel or whatever. Yeah, but those yeah. zombies had like superpowers. That was the other yeah. thing. Like they were fast, but they also like had super strength and that that's that happens sometimes. And why is it nobody calls zombies zombies in zombie movies? Like if, if you see a zombie walking around nowadays, we call them zombies. Well, right? that's so in, in zombie land, they certainly do. But no, that's from Dust Till Dawn, and that's a vampire movie. One of my favorite lines is when George people are like, they're everyone's like, what is that? And, he's, and George Clooney's like, it's vampires. Like we we've seen we know what vampires are. They're vampires. Like that's such a brilliant. I love that line. It's so fucking great. It's such a Tarantino line too. But it's like no no they're they're vampires. And also like I am Legend, which is they're actually technically vampires, but really they act like zombies and they're fast and. There's not many people alive. No, if zombies were running, I mean, you can't outrun some of these zombies, Josh. No. Remember the first rule of zombie, or one of the first rules of Zombieland? I <laughs> Cardio? Never, I never saw zombie. You know, that's a funny movie. It's not even scary. I, I will say, if I ever turned into a zombie, I guess I would be a lot better, in, in better shape. Yeah. Because I would be running all the time. Because you wouldn't be tired. You'd no. be a zombie. So you could these just two, sprint. These two movies <laughs> fucked me up. This and 28 Days Later. Because I grew up with the original Romero, like, yeah. slow walking. This fucked me up. These 28, two 28 Days crazy. Later is legit scary. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't get scared by Dawn of the Dead. I just think it's a really good, like, action, drama, thriller... But 28 Days Later did scare the shit out of me. Yeah. The church scene when, like, he goes in and they all just go, like, oh. like It's like, ah, fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how, how much your listeners know about you and I, but Andrew and I both worked in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you did, but I saw 28 Days Later by myself, like, at midnight. In a oh, screening. reviewing the movie? Holy shit. Or, or you didn't, yeah. Yeah. Doing the screening. No, I didn't see it by myself, but I saw it with, with friends and, yeah. Scare the shit out of me, but back to Dawn of the Dead. Um, I like I like how the little girl zombie popped up from the floor and charged at Anna. And then we when we first see the zombie husband, like we see like the back of him, and she's like, Oh, David, or whatever the fuck his name is, and he turns around, it's like, oh fuck. And then like Anna running into the bathroom, sh- like slamming the door shut and falling into the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great shot as well. I love that. <clears throat> and then uh 
And his neighbor points a gun at her, but then an ambulance runs him over. Stay, stay away. Stay, stay away. <laughs> 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 fucking great. Uh, then the shot of the entire street on fire in chaos. Uh, her husband chasing after her while she's driving away, and he's just sprinting behind her like he's the T one thousand. And then he just sees another like fucking. <laughs> he just sees some fresh meat to the side, and he's like, rrr, rrr, and he goes wow. fucking eats that person. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love it. That's, that's one of the best 20 seconds of any movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but this this was so cool because, you know, and then it's like, uh, was it was it here is when the credits started? Well, almost. So we have the overhead okay. shot of the car and then we have like the car crashing into a gas station, which apparently is also a reference to the original film. I only saw the original Dawn of the Dead once, but apparently in the movie, they, they on the radio, they mentioned that like another car crashed into another and like it blew up the gas station. That's why they put this in, mm. in this movie. I'm not sure I remember that, but in the original Night of the Living Dead, there was a really iconic scene where they're they're trying to get gas for this truck so they can escape from this farmhouse. Yeah. And that's like a big point of the movie and then it blows up at some point. Right. Um, so yeah, then we have like the, the opening credits with the montage of just the entire world in chaos. And first, like, it's like a White House press secretary, and they're like, is it a virus? We don't know. Well, Are these people alive or dead? We don't know. And it's like, everything is fucked. You just feel sitting in your seat, you're like, mm-hmm. man, this shit is fucked. And then we have the opening credits, again, just showing different footage from all around the world to Johnny Cash's When the Man Comes Around. Oh, my God. I was so pumped. Like, th- I was like, damn, that's how they started the movie? Yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool. It's it awesome. Gets, it's so intense. Like the first maybe 10 minutes of the movie. Like in such a credits, short like, time, Ooh. it just tells you what, like it just tells you everything that's going on probably, in the entire world. Probably best opening credits scene of any movie ever. It's one of the best for sure. Top and top. also like 2004, I was a teenager. It's probably the first time I heard Johnny Cash's When the Man Comes Around. I was like, God, this is such a badass song. I fucking love that song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we we immediately uh, are introduced to um, Ving Rhames with a shotgun. Who He's always a badass. A cop with a shotgun. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing the zombie apocalypse began while the mall was closed. Like, thankfully, you know, it was like a Sunday night when the zombie apocalypse uh, began. Everyone went home, <clears throat> except for the security guard. Because I was thinking, I was like, why aren't there more people in this mall? It was suspicious. It was, yeah, they got lucky that it was closed. And then uh, Anna shot that one zombie in the arm, like when they first got in there, and he like freaked out, you know, started like seizing out. And like, you know, later they're like, oh, yeah, they're they're twitchers. You know, they get a little stupid if you shoot them in their arm or something. The only zombie thing we've ever seen where shooting them somewhere other than the head gives them a seizure. Give them a seizure. And uh, I've, I also love the actor who plays CJ, the asshole security guard. Uh, this was the first movie I saw him in. Uh, later, when I watched The Sopranos like two years ago for the first time, I was like, holy shit, he was in The Sopranos. Um, and he does a really good job. I always felt like he would he would be a really good Punisher. Like, I always felt like he could, like, you know, be a Punisher in, in a movie or TV show or something. But uh, then we get yeah. Tom Savini's cameo, a.k.a. Sex Machine. Uh, he's fucking awesome. He's like, you got to shoot him in the head. Then, then you got to burn him. And then they show the twitcher. He's like, what? You, what the fuck are you doing? She's a twitcher. <laughs> it's fucking great. Tom Savini's awesome. <clears throat> um, and then the, the two stars, the, uh, the original film have cameos. 
but the better one is the, is the priest who he said the same line from the original movie. But in this one, like they made it even feel more important because like they zoom right in on him. And he's like, when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. So good. And like that tagline sells the entire movie. By the way, Josh, did you know Tom Savini's connection to the original? No. He did the makeup for the original Night of the Living Dead movies. Oh, okay. He wasn't just Sex Machine. That's only the best thing he did. Mm, yeah. Interesting. He also, uh, his team did uh, Bray Wyatt's Fiend Mask. Really? That Fiend Mask we have over there. Like, Is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah, his, his makeup team like created the mask and everything. Hmm. And they tried to sell it for like $30,000 on... <laughs> Uh, it was a lot of money. I don't remember exactly how much, but it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so Anna finally gets like a brief moment to herself to because like she's been running for her life since her husband died. And she finally has like 30 seconds to mourn her dead husband. But it doesn't really last long. And then we meet at least my favorite character. I don't know about you, but Andy from across the streets. Um, he doesn't get a lot of uh, dialogue, but... He's fucking great. He was great with the whiteboard, though. Great with the he whiteboard. He was. And Mackay Pfeiffer's line, he's like, he's just across the street. Mackay Pfeiffer's, Pfeiffer's like, he might as well be on the moon. It's like, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking great. Very true. And then um, when they, sh they have this scene where, like, one of the security guards turns off the music. And I know, Aaron, you said something about that. So uh, please talk about that. Oh, yeah. I guess this is just for super nerds about movies but right in the original dawn of the dead uh when they're in the mall there's music playing in every scene all the time because the crew didn't know how to turn the music off in the mall <laughs> so there's always this background music that they didn't want there yeah so in this one this was a nice little touch where the guy's just like boop and he turns off the music <laughs> in the mall technology that's fucking awesome nowadays they'd probably do it with an app that's true uh, so yeah, the then we have the other people show up. The truck backing up and running over zombies is very satisfying. Uh, they do it well, and it looks real. And then we get maybe this is the real favorite character because of like how we know him, how we know him now. Because before Modern Family, he was like an asshole in everything he was in. He was always and not necessarily, but he was also like the boyfriend of the. Like, the, the boyfriend that the main character is, you know, like, the love interest, um, like, the shitty boyfriend that she eventually breaks up with in Incredible Hulk. Mm, he I didn't was, know that. He was, uh, what's her name's boyfriend? I didn't know that. Um, the fuck's her name? I know who you're talking about. I can't think of Liv the name. Liv Tyler's character, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Betty Brandt? Is that? That sounds Betty, Betty Ross, right? Thunderbolt Ross? God, I'm having a brain fart. Anyways, he was the boyfriend in that. He was also the boyfriend in uh, National Treasure 2. Like, he was like the... Really? Yeah. Did I Damn. miss Phil Dunphy in all of these movies? Because Damn. you didn't know who he was Same. then. Right. It was Yeah, but like, wow. Phil Dunphy in this movie is completely different from his, his Martin family character. He's like the... He's basically the bad guy of the movie. I know. I was like, wow, I can't believe Phil Dunphy is evil. Yeah. He has so many great lines when, like, Ving Rhames is like, is everyone there dead? And he's like, yeah, and in the sense that they all fell down and got up and started eating each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then that Michael guy's like, you know, Ving Rhames trying to leave, and Michael's like, please, there's, there's people here that could use your help. And then Ving Rhames just, fuck y'all. It's like, oh, thanks, Ving Rhames. That's great. Poor Ving Rhames. 
And uh, I'll also never forget how loud the theater screamed that I was in when that obese woman turned into a zombie. Oh, my and God. And was just like, Rah! Well, it's it's like, you know, I don't know much about scary movies, but I'm like, that's obviously a lady that's going to kill people. She looks gangrene. She's, she, she has the vibe... She has a horror movie vibe to her. Well, no, you're supposed to know that. It's the first time you see her, you're like, oh, it's not going to go well. No. <laughs> it's not going to be good. But in real life, you just shove her out the door. Yeah, you exactly. You don't bring her in. <laughs> but thankfully, she gets uh, like a fucking uh, crowbar like through the eye or something like that. Anna grabs something. I but forgot what it was. she was terrifying when she like did the Undertaker come up and... Yeah, you know? she set up like the Undertaker. That's true. <laughs> and then she takes off the thing and she. Yeah. I was like, oh God, it's a giant grizzly bear. Yeah. And then we also have uh, Frank scene, the dad with the daughter where he was bit. And and Michael's like, well, we have to kill him. And then she walks up. She's like, yeah, Michael's going to shoot you. And then she's like, go ahead, Frank, do it. Hey, kill Tucker too. And he's like, wait, wait, hold on. I was never bit. What the fuck? <laughs> I just stubbed my toe. What the yeah. fuck? I will say I had a little bit of a problem with the the varying length of um, people who got bit to their time of death and death and then turning over into a zombie. Yeah, it seemed I, I thought there was a consistent like it took a couple hours or whatever, but it seemed no. like everyone was very different. It, no, in most movies, especially back then, if you got bit, you're turning in like a few minutes. Hmm. Like, you know, that's kind of the consensus. I mean, Walking Dead it would happen like it would be like an hour or like 12 hours you know sure. it wasn't it just really depend you know sure but like in this movie you had the the lady who came in then you had the the dad and then the wife later you know it seemed like everyone had a very different level well hers of death. well no hers was long because like really she just got scratched yeah by a zombie like he didn't really mm. or if he did it was like a tiny bite but i think it was just a scratch and that's why it took her a long time everyone else was pretty fast yeah. as soon as they brought in the obese woman she turned and frank was already bit before that he turned really quickly after that but okay i love the part where anna's like michael walks up to her and she's like i'm glad you didn't do it and then five seconds later like <laughs> <laughs> And then we have one of my favorite scenes, which is the montage scene uh, with the classy version of come on, come on, get down with the sickness, you fucker, get up. Come on, get down with like what a genius idea to fuck. And like that was for this movie. Like what a genius idea. Like I've, I've always liked Zack Snyder's choice of music, but to like, hey, let's do the down with the sickness song, but like make it like a classy version, like. To make it sound like maybe Sinatra sang it or yeah, something, like a, like a Vegas crooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was. Di I did look up uh, trivia for Dawn of the Dead, and it uh -huh. said that those two songs, uh, everyone in the movie told Zack Snyder not to do it, but he said that he thought that. Oh my god! Yeah, he thought it was the right choice. Yeah, that's that was a fucking great choice. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Andy shooting celebrity lookalike zombies like Jay oh Leno. Gosh. Oh my god, that was the bet. He just shoots some dude in the head, and it's like, okay, he shot some dude in the head, and then Jay Leno. They're holding up Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> we got Burt Reynolds, and then uh, uh, it's like, oh, tell him Rosie O'Donnell. And they're like, nah, too easy. You know, a little fat joke in there. And then later, they're all, like, talking about, like, what they did before, and Michael's like, well, I, I sold copiers. 
And then Phil Dunphy's like, man, it's a shame this whole end of the world thing is holding you back. What an asshole. Like, Jesus. this movie has everything. Like, most horror movies or zombie movies, it's like, yeah, you'll get some cool zombie stuff, but, like, you're not going to really get any cool one-liners, but, like, this movie has a lot of them. <laughs> and then he it ended up getting too meta when he's like, you know, I was really bad at being a father. Or, no, being a husband. Well, no, that was Michael that said that. That wasn't Phil Dunphy. Well, yeah, Michael, when they were talking about the things that they did, and he's like, well, yeah, he talked about what he did, and he's like, well, what I didn't do was be a good husband. I wasn't a good husband. That's why I'm here. I got pink slips every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, then we have the legless zombie jumping on the dumb security guard. That was a great shot. Good reveal, because right before, they're like, oh, it's a, just a fucking dog, and... What zombie is doing ladder crawls on top of the on top of the hey, roof? Hey, hey, don't worry about it. It's a cool fucking shot. All right, it was great. <laughs> well, no, look. Clearly, this zombie's like, well, I got no fucking legs. What am I gonna do? I'm hungry. I'm fucking hungry, man. He had to shimmy himself up a fire fireball. I, I'm quicker with hands than I am on my stuff. <laughs> exactly. You got to be fast somehow. You can't run, you know? Oh, Jesus. Some of these zombies are smart. <laughs> and then we have uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's wife, zombie wife, giving birth to a zombie baby or a zombie, if you want to call it that. That had alien vibes to me. I was, you saw the belly, belly, you know, oh, moving yeah. around. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. God, I, I forgot about the movie. So I totally thought the baby was going to crawl through the. The baby, uh, the the mom in uh, the Mackay Piper. I know. I was like, oh god, oh Jesus, because he had put his head up, head up near the baby, the belly. Yeah. Like, oh god. It's oh, maybe it would bite him. Yeah. 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 This was like twenty years ago, but I think at the time this was the first time anybody had ever seen like zombie baby. Right. And it, I I remember it being like, oh, this is super fucked up. It yeah. was. I mean, you, the whole time. The great thing is like they don't show it for like five. You're just like waiting for it. You're like, oh fuck, oh this ain't gonna be good. Oh no! And then you see, it, and it's just like, <laughs> kill, it, they, kill it, kill it, kill it! Shoot it in the fucking head, yeah. So, but it was—I mean, look, it was kind of cute. Let's be honest. It was a zombie baby. It was—it was kind of cute, right? <laughs> Nowadays, they would make toys out of it. That's <laughs> true. You yeah. have zombie baby plushies. They should like do a that. Fart, a Todd McFarlane zombie baby toy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they all agree that they don't want to live the rest of their lives at the mall. And, you know, I get it. Like, I hate being at the fucking mall. Like, and I don't really go to the mall anymore because now that we have Amazon, I could do all my shopping at the mall. Well, I they, mean. Like, the last few years I went to the mall, it was, like, only to get, like, a present for my mom. Because everyone else, I can get presents anywhere else. But it's like, well, the mall, you know, like. They, <laughs> but This is another thing. They can never remake Dawn of the Dead again. Because the original, the whole point of the original that Romero made, I'm not yeah. sure if you've seen the original, Josh, mm -hmm. but the whole point, George Romero was trying to comment on like consumerism of America and how we're all turning into mindless buying things. So that's mm. why they were at a mall and now malls are dead. They'd have to make one where like they all run to an Amazon, Amazon factory. Warehouse. <laughs> Amazon warehouse. <laughs> and it's all like zombie Amazon workers. <laughs> no, you're just. No it's never empty. They never, like, people just rotate shifts. There's always people there. No, what it is that you're at the Amazon warehouse and you're chased by the zombie uh, Jeff Amazon Bezos. robots. 
Oh, or Zombie Bezos is like the final guy at the end. Oh my God, Zombie Bezos! I I will say one of the other things I was kind of annoyed about the movie with was like, okay, so they're at the mall, right? They never had a scene where they tried to like get all the weapons from the mall or something like that, or like what weapons? Weapons from the mall. There's a sporting goods store. I'm sure they had like a football, Josh, bow and arrows. Josh, they had probably. They had tons of things, I imagine. They commented. Yeah, they never ahead. had a scavenger scene where they went out trying to scavenge for weapons. Can you go scavenge. to Champs and get shotguns? I can go to Champs and get a hell of a lot of shit to kill people. Not shotguns. Sneakers? sneakers. Oh. You're gonna throw sneakers at the zombies? You do en- you throw enough sneakers he- at the First head of all, you're wrong. Dead. First of all, they did because when they reinforced the fucking buses, what did they use? They used shit that they found at the mall. And then they had the scene where they showed all the weapons they had, all the bullets they had. It was from scavenging. Yes, of course they did. Mm. You just missed it because you were fucking laying on the fucking ground that and you're watching true. the movie upside down. That this is, is how Josh watches the movie. He fucking lays <laughs> on the fucking floor and he's watching it upside down. Half the movie he watched upside down. And so I, yeah, maybe you're going to miss some stuff. I did not miss that. They, no, they never had a scavenging scene. Although there's fucking blood you. rushing to your head. Oh, you probably passed out for a couple scenes. I don't think so. I don't think I missed that. <laughs> Jesus. I would have remembered. But no, they. I mean, when they reinforced the buses, they they used everything they could find. Sure. They found a chainsaw. Where the f- yeah. they found a chainsaw. Why didn't they find ten chainsaws? No, they only found a couple. They found I, two. I wanted a scavenging scene. That's all I wanted. I just they, wanted a simple scavenging scene. Why didn't they all go over to Andy's building and hole up there? They could have just taken a week or two or three and just picked off all of the. 600 zombies outside. Yeah. Maybe Andy didn't have enough sniper bullets. Maybe he was like, I'm low on sniper bullets. You know? I mean, it's not a big plot hole. You can just assume he didn't have enough sniper bullets. You know? There's a gun store. It's a gun st- Yeah, sure. But sometimes inventory is low. I mean, we don't... You think he only sniped two people? No, they were probably doing that for hours. They were having a good time. He's not shooting fingers tired. Yeah. He ran out of sniper bullets. That's an easy explanation. Come on. So, yeah, they reinforce the buses. Um, and then, they're you know, Andy's hungry. He's over there alone. So they decide to use the dog. And for some reason, in this world, zombies don't eat dogs. So, you know. Yeah, you'd think there would be more animals around, too, eating the dead flesh. But only the one dog. Right. So, yeah, the dog goes in there. But the zombies follow. And then... The first time I saw this, like when Andy said, damn, those bastards bite hard. I was like, ah, shit, not Andy. And then he goes to the sign. He writes something and like, oh, wait, he's right. But then he just holds it up and it's covered in blood. I fucking thought that was great as well. It was another great scene. (laughs) Because the zombie needed to hold it up. (laughs) Yeah. But then the stupid little girl goes after her stupid little dog. That was terrible. Oh, my God. And uh, they go to save her and Ving Rhames shoots Andy's head off. That was probably the most graphic part because, like, you literally just saw his face get blown off. Yeah. So that was awesome. Oh, go ahead. I've been mad about that for years. Every fucking zombie movie has the same stupid, tired trope of the one idiot asshole that's like, hey, I'm going to open the door and just fuck everything up for everybody. Everybody's (laughs) fine except for the one asshole. That's such a lazy storytelling trope. I hate it. Sure. In an actual zombie world, I mean... We're saying fuck her, right? She's dead. No, yeah. you can't fuck her, Josh. She's no, no, only like, 16. like fuck her. She's she's dying. She's, Jesus, we're not going to go save her. Yeah, she made a decision. She got her dog, so God, she's God happy, right? Yeah, she got her dog. 
there was also a funny part when they were pulling that one guy in the sewer as he was shooting zombies. That was funny, <laughs> but it didn't work out for him. It was funny. And then we have the zombie chasing through the mall, which was good. They finally got in. That needed to happen, obviously. And then they get in the elevator and everyone's just, you know, quiet. That was a funny little scene. Uh, the, when they got in the bus, the propane tank part was cool. You know, nice explosion. Mm-hmm. And then that old man who liked to wear uh, women's shoes. Like, it was like, why is he still even here? He barely said anything. But it was because he was a dumb fuck. <laughs> and he accidentally tripped and chainsawed the hot chick uh... that Phil Dunphy was banging. <sighs> fuck me harder, Steve. So, yeah, he fucked that up. Poor Phil Dunphy. Um, and then Anna shot zombie Phil Dunphy in the head, which was foreshadowed earlier in the movie. I, I was like, will- hey, if I ever turn into one of those things, do me a favor. Shoot me in the fucking head. She's like, you can count on it. And that's what happens. I was annoyed because that asshole security guard for the whole movie, he was an asshole. But uh-huh. during that scene, when the when the other uh, car flipped over, he's like, we've got to go help him out, guys. We've got to go help him. You know, so you had to go help him. I, I was like, that was the moment where he turned? I didn't understand. You know, it was such no, a No, it's because he turn. had the keys. He had the key. He did have Steve the keys. Steve had the keys, Josh. But he said he's got the boats. You could have went anywhere. You need keys to start a fucking boat. There were tons of boats at the marina, though. And how, and, and with keys in the ignition? Well, maybe some. This is why you wouldn't be the fucking leader of any group in a fucking apocalypse. No, 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 not me. Mm-mm. Why don't we just go to a boat? Well, we need keys, Josh. Oh, the keys are in the boat, right? Hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. Are your keys in your car right now? Did he say we need to get the keys? Yes. I must have missed that. Yeah. But no, CJ's face turn was cool. I just think staying in the bus while zombies were coming was not a smart plan. For sure. Um, and then he's like, he, he says fucking figures. What he should have said was, I should have just shot that fucking dog. <laughs> Cause all oh, this God. happened because of the fucking dog and that fucking girl going after the dog. And then, uh, poor Michael gets bit. So he doesn't get to go on the boat ride. Um, which maybe is a, a better choice. Like his fate was better than the rest of them. Cause then the movie ends and we got the mid credit scene, and the fucking kid security guard's like, oh, I found Steve's camera. And he's like hanging out with some some fucking hot chick, you know, with her tits out and everything. And then it was funny because like then there's like this small boat and like there's like a what was it? A cooler that they opened. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's just a zombie head inside. Nah. It's like Aaron's like, why the fuck is there a zombie head there? Why would there be a zombie head? There? So weird. So Zack Snyder's made it clear. Any zombie movie he makes, nobody's surviving. No. Not one person. No. Well, wait, I think... Which is fine in this yeah. one. Like, in this sure. one, it made sense. But Army of the Dead, that that's maybe another episode of this show. But... I think there were survivors, though. There was, like, just there, there was a couple. The, there, like was the two, one, there was the one daughter. The one daughter, the yeah. The one daughter. But. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, everyone dies. The moral of the story is just stay in the fucking mall. That's the moral of the story. Or, I guess eventually you're going to run out of food, but, you know. Or kill the asshole. Kill the asshole. Kill the asshole. Don't let anybody else into the mall when you're already there. Kill the asshole. Shoot the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Reese. Fair. So you'd be Steve? You'd be the guy that has all the ladies in the boat? 
No, I'd be the guy that wouldn't let anybody in. You'd be the security guard? You'd be the security mm-hmm. guard, okay. yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, that I, that's true as well. But again, eventually at some point you're going to run out of food. Yeah. So at some point you're going to have to leave the mall, but... Yeah, uh, then the then we have like the final credits and the original Down With The Sickness song plays for the final credits. And real quick story, I worked in the theater when this movie came out, so did Aaron, but Aaron was like a supervisor, so he didn't have to do all the shit I did anymore. He got promoted. I never got promoted there. They didn't like me. <clears throat> but like this movie's out and we have to clean the theater during the credits of movies once everyone leaves. And a lot of times you have to clean the 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 smaller theaters by yourself. So if you've seen this movie and you see the credits, we're down with the sickness. And every like few seconds, like there's a zombie, like a close up. And it's really fucking freaky it's being in like, a movie theater by yourself. There'll just be one little like. Rah! Rah! It's, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Someone stay, please. Someone stay. No, you got to watch the credits. There's a reveal at the end. <laughs> Someone hold my hand. But yeah, mid credit scene when that was not like the norm. Yeah, back then. you're right. That's true. Interesting. That's true. Yeah. This was the genesis. It was the first of the zombie universe. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, Zack Snyder really started it all, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Him and James Gunn. But like, as far as like horror movies go or zombie movies go, like it's a ten out of ten for me. If you're like comparing it to like every like, if it's just like oh, it's a movie, then like. I still really love the movie, like maybe like an eight out of ten, but but yeah, as far as zombie movies go, it's it's probably my favorite. So for both of you, this versus Zombieland. I never this. saw Zombieland. I would say this. Zombieland, I like Zombieland. I really like it. It's good. It's funny. But I think this I can I think this has like more like rewatchability. I think I would agree. Cause I've seen Zombieland a few times. I have the Blu-ray. I really like it, but um, but I think I like this more. And the last couple times I watched Zombieland, I was like, it's still good, but it doesn't hold up as well. And it also hurt because they made a really shitty sequel. Mm. Did you ever see the sequel? The sequel to this? No, to Zombieland. Oh, yeah, I did. Not good. No. No. <laughs> so. no. I thought this movie was good, and it went by so quick, too. When they were building uh, the buses, I was like, holy shit, this movie's almost over. Yeah. And I was like, it, it seemed to just start, too. If you would have told me back in 03, 04, that a Dawn of the Dead remake was going to be one of the better zombie movies of all time, I would have called you crazy. But goddamn. Yeah. Maybe that's the key with Zack Snyder, just like a smaller budget so that he doesn't go insane. <laughs> Less CGI. Because you know? like, what would this, this budget must have been like $20 million is my guess. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to find out. Let me see. But what would you give your ratings for this movie? Uh, mm, I'll probably give it a seven. I'll probably give it a seven. I would probably give it an eight. An eight overall, yeah. Yeah. Budget. Opening weekend, it grossed $102 million. Really? Yeah. Damn. For wow. an R-rated movie in the United States. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the overall gross in the United States. I was about to say. Um, the budget was $26 million. So I was pretty close there. $26 million and it and it ended up making $102 million in the United States. I don't know about global, but... And you know what? I Even though 28... 28- That's a fucking hit. Even though 28 Days Later did the whole running zombies thing first, I think this was the movie that everybody saw. Right. That, that really brought, like, that whole, 
zombie flo- like Walking Dead was part of that avalanche of zombie stuff that happened in the 2000s and I think this was the one that really started it I, I bet you they offered Zack Snyder to do another one because it was such a hit and he, I guess he turned it down they did make another one after this like a, a year or two later I, with Dennis Hopper oh and it was horrible interesting it was so horrible hmm. I remember being so excited for it because I thought it was like a sequel to this but it was so terrible. John Leguizamo was in it too. Wow. No, 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 no. That that was a Romero movie. That was uh, Oh, it was Romero. That was Land of the Dead. Land, yeah. yeah. That was but, bad. But they did make a kind of sorta sequel because Ving Rames was in this. So Romero made Night, Dawn yeah. of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Yeah. So this was Dawn of the Dead. They made a Day of the Dead remake, I think, that also had Ving Rames in it, maybe. Really? I, I think so. I could be wrong, but I think they did that, and I I didn't see that, but I heard it was really dog shit. Uh, I see the Day of the Living Dead, but I don't see Ving Rhames in here. I don't know. Well, while you're looking uh, that up, I I saw this interesting bit of trivia. Uh, Uh Writer James, James Gunn claims he received a massive amount of fan backlash even death threats when he was assigned to the film why most of the hate messages claimed uh this is quote the hack who wrote the scooby doo movies <laughs> shouldn't that's what he was known for then shouldn't be in charge of dawn of the dead <laughs> okay so yes he was them wrong. he was in the yeah you're right day of the dead was he the same fucking character too i don't how could he? Captain Rhodes. Okay, let me see what he was in. No, because Ro- Ro- uh, Kenneth. <laughs> no, because no, Rhodes was a character in the original Day of the Dead. So, that, uh, so that's a totally different thing. That's fucking crazy. I don't know. Was, yeah, Steve Miner directed it. Yeah, that's interesting. I bet that was dog shit. <laughs> oh it, yeah, it had like a four point five rating. So yeah, out of ten. So that's definitely not good. Any other interesting trivia? Uh no, not that I saw. All right, let's do fan questions, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Rampager, uh, Hollywood Hogwash the movie. What songs would be in the soundtrack? Pop Culture Junkie said it's got to include uh, these two just for Josh. I'm just a lonely boy, and I can't get no satisfaction. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. too true. The Peacemaker theme would be in it. Yeah. That'd be uh, that'd be in there for sure. We gotta try that dance one day for like a TikTok. See if we can do that. I think we, I mean no, because they're gonna make a new intro for season two. So maybe when that comes out, we can mm, do it. Because okay. now we're like way too late. There you go. Uh, Adam uh, Judson, what zombie world could you survive in? Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead, or Twenty Eight Days Later? I mean, obviously, the more likely one is Walking Dead because there's more again, people. Well, because they're slow zombies. That 28 Days and Dawn of the Dead, they're fucking fast zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Walking Dead. Rizzler says 28 Days Later zombies would fuck us all up. You can cancel Christmas if those fuckers were real. <laughs> Seriously. like to, You can cancel Thanksgiving. The whole world would be over in 24 hours. I think those are the scariest, gom- the scariest zombies I've ever seen. We're Maybe we'll do 28 Days Later just to watch like Josh squeal. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. No. No. 
Zombie Land. Zombie Land sounds good. <laughs> I think we should do Zombie Land next week. I haven't seen that. That seems interesting. It's it's a funny movie. Okay, it's Zombie good. Land it is. Uh, Nick Ryder, while it's my favorite horror movie personally, uh, so we're on the same page. What is it about this version of the film that makes it stand out for you guys? That you also love it. Well, I think we just gave like fifty examples reviewing the whole movie, but but yeah, I love I love the writing, I love the the action, the drama. Like yeah, I love everything about this movie. I mean, it's a totally different tone. The, all all the Romero movies were very mm-hmm. bleak and slow and yeah. dark, and this was just fun. Yeah, it, it was fun. Was and, and, and again, the intro just is so perfect. It gets yeah. you so into the entire movie. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, I'm here for this. Like the. To me, maybe the scariest part of the movie was during that original intro to the movie, and that guy from the Pentagon was like, "We don't." know. Yeah, that was the yeah. That like imagine sitting in your living room watching it. We don't know. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. And those imagine the- like you're sitting in your living room and <laughs> and they're like, "Mr. President, what is this?" Oh uh, well, it's just, uh, <laughs> we just landed on the moon. <laughs> no, Mr. <laughs> President Biden, President Biden, the zombies. The zombies, are they, what's going on here? Is it, is it like airborne? Well, you know, I had really hairy legs. And the little kids would grab my hairy legs out of the water. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're so fucked. President Biden goes, the zombie, I've got two, I've got two words for you. I can describe, I can describe this apocalypse in one word. Excuse me. Everybody run, he's a zombie. What's Oh what? god, he's patient zero. What's happening, President Biden? 15 million. <laughs> oh, that's great. Omar, why did you pick a movie that none of us voted for? I saw a few votes for The Conjuring, so I watched it again this weekend. Very scary. Um, yeah, I'm just not into like ghost movies. I'm not really into like uh like movies about like ghosts or certain like that. It's really all zombie movies for me when it comes to horror. Unless it is Ghost. I did like Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Okay, Josh. He says, Josh, why are you worse than a girl for horror? I just don't like scary movies. I get enough terrifying dreams as it is. Women love... I don't need to add I mean, a lot of women love scary movies. You have no idea. Whenever I'm swiping on Tinder and all that stuff, I'll see like, I just want to watch a scary movie and cuddle. I was like, fuck. Left, 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 left. I'm not yeah. watching no scary movie. Do you We're not- going to watch Disney movies or nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you not like scary or do you not like gore? Both. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Little column mm-hmm. A, little column B. All right. The Rizzler, what place are you setting up shelter during a zombie apocalypse in a prison like they did in Walking Dead? Some medieval castle on a ship or in the Arctic? No, it's too cold there. Mm. I guess the zombies could freeze, but... Or are you rolling the dice and staying in a metropolis area? That's probably the worst place to be a metropolis area. Well, you want to have somewhere where there's food. And maybe- I mean, a mall sounds great. I a- would just stay there. A mall does sound really good. Like you can no, also. It, it's more than likely it's going to be. No, the only place is out in the country in a two-story place where you destroy the stairs and you just have like a drop-down ladder or something. Yeah, but you still gotta get food somehow. That's why you have a drop-down ladder. Drop-down ladder. Yeah. So like I've, I, you know, it's funny. But then you have nowhere to escape to. I have thought about like if you it. Don't need to escape. I have thought about like if it happens, like I'm getting my kids and I'm driving to my brother's house in the farm, his fucking farm. <laughs> I have family that lives like way out in the country. I'm like, that's where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. It's like season two of The Walking Dead. Yeah. 
There you go. It was perfect. all great at Herschel's place. That's right. Carlos Ramirez, are horror movies the hardest genre to do in Hollywood? I don't think so. Not the hardest. They're probably the easiest because you have like like horror fans that will love anything, even if it sucks. Well, hardest how? Like hardest to make money? Because the budgets are usually like a million bucks. And, yeah. you, and you can make 20, 30 million. So they're always going to be profitable. I would say big budget action movies ha have to be the hardest movies to make. Yeah. To make any of that shit look good. It if just... You if you've got to come out of the gate spending a hundred, 200 million every time and you, yeah. and you've got to do that every right. time to make money, that's Jesus. It's like, we have one try to do this. I mean, now it's CGI, but still like you got to make the action look good. And there's a lot of money on the line. That's why Tom Cruise lost his shit last year. Hmm. That fucking audio that leaked out. <laughs> We're trying to make a fucking movie. <laughs> uh, St. Lopez, if your neighbor's kid that you're, that you've known their whole life, Broke into your place as a zombie. Would you be able to take them out? Absolutely. How did she get in there? How did she, did they leave their door open? Maybe How they the did. did. Maybe she, they felt safe. They lived in a really peaceful neighborhood. She just saunters on in there. What are you doing, Molly? I mean, huh? it looked like a pretty waspy suburb. Yeah. <laughs> They felt pretty safe, I'm sure. If I, I don't care if it's my neighbor's kid. I lock my doors. I don't trust my neighbor. Any person's kid. If I see someone's kid in my house in the middle of the night or in the beginning of the morning, you blow their brains out, right? Zombie or not. Zombie or not, you yeah. blow their brains out. They're due to, they're there to do bad intentions. Right. Children of the corn, right? Yeah, exactly. Children of the what? Children of the corn. Okay. Yeah. Pop culture junkie, if you were trapped in a horror film of your choice as a character that doesn't survive, which death from any horror film would you pick? And how, wow, pick to be how, to, how you die. Like, what's the best death in a horror movie ever? Jesus. That's a tough question to be thrown upon. Man. There's got to be somebody that's been fucked to death, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's... there's Death by Snoo Snoo? Yes. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. The, the guy that got ran over by uh, by an ambulance, that seemed to be pretty quick. No, that I, seems I would like that would be, be painful. Um, I no, mean, no, CJ, CJ, CJ blew himself up. No, I've got it. Uh, did you guys see Final Destination 2? Yes. No, oh, yes. 2? I don't think I saw 2. There's one like teenage kid and some like big plate glass thing just... Oh, I have like, seen that scene. Like one, you feel nothing. Yeah. That's what I picked. But in terms of like coolest death, I mean, CJ blowing himself up is pretty good. It's the most noble. It's noble. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, Josh, have you read the childhood classic novel, Go the Fuck to Sleep? If not, I'll send it to you. Good read. That's true. No, well, I Well, Josh haven't. still has to finish. He still hasn't finished his one fish, two fish, <laughs> red fli uh, red fish, blue oh, fish. Oh, see, you got it wrong, too. It's yeah. difficult, isn't it? You're contagious. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> That's a fucking tough book to read. No, I haven't. Please send it. I will read it for the fans. I think I have that book at home. <gasps> really? It. Yeah, I can bring it next time if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen with a V, I recently rewatched The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin as it oh had my its God, I love that 25th movie. anniversary. The what? I recommend watching if you haven't seen it. One thing that hit me as I watched it uh, was they actually filmed outdoors. I loved it. In today's films, everything is CGI. What's your general take on the use of CGI? Is it being overused? Properly used or underused, obviously CGI has to be used in many instances, but when it's used just to simulate someone underwater, come on, man. Well, uh, uh, Aaron saw it. I've oh, never seen it. Holy shit. The I don't edge, even know what it's about. The Edge is fucking awesome. What it's, is it about? It's, it's Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin 
stranded in a forest fighting a bear. Okay. It's it's amazing. Nice. That's all you need. All right, cool. Is there anything like the gray, the one where he's fighting the wolves? Uh, is that the DiCaprio one? Oh, no, 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 the no, Liam Neeson Liam one. Neeson. It's, it's kind of similar, but it's more like 90s hmm. action-y versus bleak Liam Neeson-y, if that makes yeah. sense. Okay. So on the comment, is CGI overused? Absolutely yes. it is. And a lot of it looks bad. Of course. A lot of it looks bad. When it's done right, it's done very well. Um, uh, Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and he did Bullet Train, he does a really, really good job of mixing CGI and practical effects. Is Bullet Train good? I haven't seen that it's yet. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I will fucking watch it with you. I would love to. I will watch it with you. Right. No, I will. Uh, but no, Tim Miller does a great job of mixing CGI with practical and stunt work. He does a great job. And Christopher Nolan hates CGI, so he uses he does the real shit, and he kills stuntmen. But it looks great. <laughs> He's killed a few stuntmen. Has yeah. he really? Oh, yeah. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, stuntmen died. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. You have to sign many waivers to be a stuntman yeah. on a Christopher Nolan But no, Tim, Tim Miller mixes CGI with, with a real like stunt work uh, the best and practical effects and stuff. So, yeah. If you don't like special effects, you're not gonna like Avatar too. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, but at least that's good. At least the effects look good. At least the CJ looks good. You know, uh, I mean, you, you compare it to She-Hulk. Black Widow had a lot of terrible she CGI. Right. Uh, Sam Stu, Andrew Pushfire Barry being locked in a room with Michael Myers, uh, having to escape a jigsaw trap, or listen to Josh read for three minutes. Okay, so uh, fire Josh the read thing. Obviously, that's the worst one. Um, the jigsaw or Michael Myers? I think I'd rather be trapped in a room with Michael Myers because the jigsaw trap. You don't know what it's going to be, and most of the time you can't fucking do it. Most of the time it's impossible. No. So I would take being trapped in a room, especially if it's Michael Myers from the last Halloween movie. He's pretty easy to beat, as long as it's sixty-year-old Michael Myers. Yeah, that's. And fine. he could end up transferring his powers to you. <laughs> yes, maybe I don't know. And then finally, Peter Goyk says, "What's your favorite Tree House of Horror episode?" Mm. I'll leave this deal. I have no. Clue. You haven't seen any. I might have seen one. The one that comes to mind. There's a lot of great ones, but the ones that the one that comes to mind is when Homer has the microwave, or no, it's a toaster oven that keeps changing the future. He keeps he goes to the past, keeps changing the future. I really like that one because there's one where like Flanders is like the big brother, like 1984. And he's like making everyone smile. Then there's the part where like he he goes back, he goes in the past, he fucks shit up, he goes back to the present, and he's in a he's rich, like he's in a mansion, he's super rich, and, and like they're being served dinner, and then he's like, oh, this is I hit the jackpot, and he's like, Marge, would you pass me a donut? And then Marge goes, what's a donut? And he's like, ah! and then he fucking runs and immediately leaves. And then donuts start falling from the sky. And Marge goes, oh, it's raining again. It's like, oh. like, yeah. So I think that's my favorite Treehouse of Horror like uh, episode. I know there's a few other stories in them, but that's my favorite one. If anyone else, do you have one? Anyone you can think of? No. Okay. Well, there you go. That is all for fan questions. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're viewing us. We have exclusive videos on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hollywood Hogwash Pod. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and TikTok at Hollywood Hog Pod. And next week, there's no movie coming out in theaters. We have to wait another week for Black Panther. So 
Uh, send in your suggestions. I promise I'll uh, I'll listen this time. I'll Zombieland. pick someone's. Zombieland, right? Well, we're in November now. It doesn't necessarily have to be a horror movie. It could be any fucking movie. We could do Goodfellas for, you know, we could do anything. It doesn't have to be good. I'm just saying it could be any type of movie. It's going to mm. be Goodfellas. It's going to be Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs>